Hey everyone, welcome to Outback Talks, the employee engagement podcast. This podcast is produced by Outback Team Building and Training, a leading team building training and consulting provider for organizations across North America. I'm your host, Yasmin Shemish, and on this very special two-part episode, we are talking about company retreats. We have a couple of amazing guests who will be joining us who have some pretty valuable insight to share about how and why they do company retreats. On today's show, we are speaking with Natalie Nagel, who is the co-founder and CEO of the software company Wildbit. Most of Wildbit's team actually works remotely. It's something they've been doing for 18 years, and so retreats are a very important event for them. Natalie kindly sat down with me to discuss the role that retreats play at Wildbit, the thought process that goes into planning these trips, and also what kind of things they do at the retreats. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. How's your morning going so far? Great. A very exciting week for us. So it's good. That's great. Yeah, you you were saying you guys had your your offsite with your leadership team. Yeah, yeah, we did that last week, and then this week kind of kicked off as a whole team, uh, just big planning, you know, annual goals. That's awesome. Uh, so we're talking about company retreats today. So first of all, can you just start off by just telling me a little bit about what Wildbit is and and why you and your husband Chris started it? Sure. Yeah, we are a, a software company. We've been around for eighteen years. We have multiple products or subscription products, software as a service, um, and they all solve needs for software development teams. That's where our sweet spot is. That's what we love to work on. Mm-hmm. In around 18 years, my husband Chris started it as a consulting practice. And I think the why is really because we wanted to, you know, solve challenge, difficult challenges, work with great people, and do it on our own terms and experiment with what that means. We're still doing it after 18 years. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, and and you guys have a, a lot of branches that come from that from Wildbit from the sort of parent company. Yeah, so we have multiple products that we work on, all tie back to solving problems for software development teams. We have an email product called Postmark. We have a version control product called Beanstalk and we have a new product on the way called Conveyor. That's great. Um, so I, I know Wildbit has a lot of employees who work remotely, which is very cool. And um, especially in today's day and age, I mean, it's so, it makes sense in a lot of different ways. Um, and you guys have been doing it for a really long time, which is which is wonderful. And so in turn, I know that company retreats have become an important part of the company's philosophy. So why are these trips such an important part of the way the company works and and the way that your employees work? We started off as a completely remote company. So we've been remote all 18 years. Uh, The very first person who worked at Wild, but that wasn't a founder, was somebody in Romania. And it kind of worked from there. So for us, the very first retreat in Cyprus was that basically not necessarily intentional in building culture community. It was like we worked together all the time and we had never met each other. So let's find a place where we can all meet and hang out. And that was the first time. And when we all got together, we realized how important that was for our personal relationships and, and understanding who we are as people and giving that human element to uh, the work that you do in an asynchronous way on the internet, you know, with chat and video calls and all those things. But, you know, back then we barely did any any video calls. So really just chat, you lose some of the nuance of an individual 
you know, when they're in a good mood, when they're in a bad mood, one of the benefits of working together in an office is start to pick up on people's personalities and you can sense things and it's much harder to do in a chat. A retreat has always been one of these things where new people come meet people who've been there for a while and you walk away from that week having such a keen understanding of who everybody is and what they feel like and what they like. I would imagine too that dynamic must be really interesting because especially if you're not physically with each other on a day-to-day basis it's I would imagine it's very exciting to come together and you know you almost have that the excitement when you're meeting new people even though you may talk to each other every single day but when it's a face-to-face interaction it's you know it's different so I would imagine that yeah there's probably like a really cool getting to know each other for the first time element that comes into play at the same time for us, I mean, we we're, we're, we work very closely together. We're still a small enough team where everybody kind of knows each other and I think truly cares about each other. So having the time to spend together, especially when a lot of people work from their homes, so they don't have that camaraderie, you know, on a daily basis from their coworkers. They have to create that in their own ways. In their right. So for us, it's very much, uh, uh, it's a planning retreat, right? We do a lot of work, but it's also in the social aspect. It's just better to be around together and to really just continue to understand these personalities and the nuances that are just much harder to grasp in shorter conversations. Yeah, for sure. So, so now how do you guys plan these things? What sort of goes into that whole process? It's crazy complicated. Uh, (laughs) Julie on our team who heads up Team Happiness, one of her bigger projects of the year, you know, it's 30 people coming from a bunch of different places, booking flights, cooking space that's big enough and you know planning transportation all these things uh we mm-hmm. plan and, and to find a date that works for 30 different families it's not uh insignificant of a feat so we start pretty early at least setting a date so that we can make sure that's on our base calendar and then julie right now i think she's written about it before there's probably a lot of really detailed information online we do a lot of uh we, we use a, a broker who helps us locate spaces that are big enough we try, we don't do hotels. We try very hard to be able to, you know, we have to eat meals together, we have to, be able to hang out together. We work very hard to find spaces that are feel more like a home. She starts about a year in advance thinking about the date. So we get back from retreat and then a few months, a few weeks later, she's like, all right, let's pick the next date. And then maybe somewhere, you know, eight months out, she starts looking for a space, but it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. You were saying that um, there is time set aside for work as well. So going into it, do you have a specific set of goals that you plan for to achieve for the retreat? Our retreats are not vacations. Our retreats are work. So uh, the majority of our time is spent in some type of uh, planning. That varies year to year, depending on what we need. Some, you know, after a really crazy, busy year, we might do more social things than not social things, but... Either way, we don't bring spouses or partners. It's just the team because we are working. Mm-hmm. We can take advantage of that time together to plan and strategize and do things that are necessary for people to, you know, for us to make big, big, big decisions that are harder to do remotely. I'm a huge proponent of remote work. There's something about dedicating a day, sitting on a couch, that that physical presence. That's a place we do very big things. Like, you know, if we were changing the values or um, restructuring or trying a new process or something like that, usually we'll roll that out on the tree. So it's really an opportunity for the whole team to just sort of 
come together and get on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I mean we, we absolutely we try to balance that with social. So we'll go on trips, we'll take it, you know, we, you know, let's say it's, it's usually we try to do six nights, five full days, and we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll try to schedule. We come up with a pretty direct, a specific schedule where the times are, you know, here's where we're meeting, here's breakfast, here's lunch, you know, here's mm-hmm. dinner. Depending on where we go, we'll, you know, we, we're in Orlando, Florida a couple of years and we went to Universal and we went to Magic Kingdom and, and, you know, we've done stuff like that. We've, uh, done other things uh so so we we add social time and we end pretty early we'll end at like three mm. and kind of move into you know happy hour hanging around depending on the house house we've stayed in houses that have bowling alleys you know last year we were at a in texas on a, on a big ranch and got to do other things so you know it depends but most of the time we spend a big chunk of our days we're all pretty tired by the time we get back right <laughs> yeah oh that's great though um, so now how do you decide on the location? I know just from, from looking at, uh, at your site and the list of all the places that you guys have gone, you've gone to some pretty amazing parts of the world. What kind of factors influence the decision of, of where you choose to go? You, you know, they've changed over the years because the location of our team has changed over the years. We worked a lot with folks on the other side of the ocean. And so we would think cost plays a huge factor, cost and weather. So we, yeah. uh, and we try to actually stay away from big cities because we don't, our retreats are structured so that we're spending time together and it's not mm. really, hey, go explore on your own city. Like there's just not spent the time for that. So we try to be a little bit more remote. And we look a lot of flights and what's the easiest way for everybody to get to it and, you know, how complicated it is and how expensive it is. And you guys went to Sonora in Texas past year too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great ranch. They had, uh, they were able to accommodate just us, which was really lovely. And, you know, we look at things like how many bathrooms, how many rooms can we squeeze into and, you know, that kind of thing. So there's just a lot of factors. With a broker who I think we, we used last year, um, we're really happy with, so they're going to help us out again this year. That's great. Yeah, they probably have a good idea of what, good sense of what you guys are looking for. Exactly. So do you have any, um, any memorable experiences or any highlights from your, from your last retreat? Yeah, I mean... We do, it's hard. I mean, I don't know that they're like specific experiences. We we try to do a lot of really special things and, and most of it comes down to how much quality time we can spend in the team. This, mm. this last retreat, we got to do a lot of really deep thinking and then we were also on this really great property that was warm. We got to do these uh, four-wheeler rides around the lake. It's huge. I forget how many hundreds of acres, but it's huge. And, you know, got to see some of the animals on the property and that was really special. Uh, we've done some really great, you know, when we were in Orlando, I guess a couple of years ago, we were able to uh, run around the park really late at night. Um, they do like an adult after hours and have free ice cream, as much ice cream as we could eat and just explore the park. And that was really fun for everybody. So, you know, it varies. Uh, we try to build stuff like that. And I think the, the most memorable is always the relationships that are made and quality time together. That's always really the most. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we had our annual retreat. And so, yeah, so ours was late November. And it was my first retreat with the, with the company. And so I'd heard so many great things about it, you know, and so I was looking forward to it very much. And we, we had a good balance of, of work and playtime as well. But it's true. The, like, the biggest takeaway was that, you know, you got to truly connect with the people that you work with every day and, and a di- in a different way as well. You know, like we could go and have a coffee with somebody and just, you know, have a nice 
deep conversation that, you know, you might not have the opportunity to do when you're at work. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it is those connections that you make that are the biggest highlight of these kinds sure. of things. Yeah. Um, so now looking back to your very first retreat in Cyprus to now where you're planning ahead uh, for the next one for the coming year, what kind of things have you learned about the whole company retreat concept? I think probably the, the you know, from a tactical standpoint, I think we learned over the years that as the team has, you know, has bring more diverse people onto the team, you have to be thoughtful and create the space for everyone. So every year we reflect and adjust and think about what we did well, what we didn't do well, what could have been better, and really just continuously iterate to make sure that when people leave, they feel like they were taken care of. So we just have to be really thoughtful around that. There's a lot of behind the scenes thinking who stays with whom and, you know, who shares a room to who, you know, what the meals look like and how we respect their dietary restrictions to activities and what will make everybody comfortable so we don't do an activity that makes somebody really uncomfortable because of whatever reason. So we, we do a lot of behind the scenes thinking to make sure that it's a positive experience. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. It was really lovely chatting with you and this was great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I love talking about it. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Outback Talks. Thank you so much again to Natalie for taking the time to be on our show today. And stay tuned for part two, where we will be speaking with Brian Cece from the video production company, Nora Vera, about what retreats mean to his team. Outback Team Building and Training helps organizations across North America build relationships through memorable team building, training, and consulting experiences. And our team has been recommended by over 14,000 corporate groups in the United States and Canada. For more expert advice on company retreats, visit the downloadable resources section of our website at outbackteambuilding.com to download your free copy of everything you need to know about planning the ultimate company retreat. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever else you may listen to your podcast. Until next time, I'm Yasmin, and this is Outback Talks, the employee engagement podcast. Thanks for listening.